What is HyFlex and how does this modality work? Wait, first off, what is course design? And how do we design classes that encourage intrinsic engagement? How do you increase flexibility and honor student agency? Welcome to a Safe Topics mini-series where Sean and Curry talk about why we teach and how we teach. Okay, so we are actually at the end of the semester of our High Flex adventure, and we have the most important voices in the room. We have our students, our embedded tutor, all, all these folks are here, and we want to talk about how things went. Yes. And we're in your classroom. We are. We're, we're doing high flex right now. Right so now. we have a few participants, our embedded tutor, Danny, Mike, and Angel are all um, on Zoom. And Connie, a student in the class, is with us here in the classroom. And we have them up on the confidence monitor. Yes. They, in they gallery mode. Yes. We figured out all our audio and visual um, difficulties. And we're, we're recording. That took us about... 15 minutes to welcome to high flex <laughs> that's kind of how it was huh folks like we had a lot of technical issues throughout the semester not anything too major that derailed us but definitely more minutes uh being eaten up by that than than i would want so <laughs> yeah but what better a way to start a podcast about high flex than with technical difficulties that's yes. right that yes. it should be no other way no other way <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can start where you can answer this question however you like. Sean and I have been grappling with what the fuck is Hotflex for about 10 episodes or so. Yeah, since the summer. So, so but we're really interested what the fuck is Hotflex <laughs> from a student experience, having gone through what you've gone through. And again, anywhere you'd like to answer that question, we would be fascinated to hear what you have to say. And, and from an embedded tutor perspective, yes. so with Danny, of course, you know, playing that very critical role in the class and experiencing it both ways, but mostly on Zoom, like what the fuck is HyFlex? <laughs> so I think HyFlex has been, I mean, it really depends on the course is what, because we have, we've had HyFlex for most of our classes, some in person for some people, mostly online for others. Uh, and it really depends on the course. Uh, I, I believe it was sociology and like other like math class and stuff, like obviously labs through Zoom aren't even possible. I'm a music major. So some of my music courses, they tried to do like high flex online type thing doesn't work because, you know, audio issues and stuff. And I th think high flex really the biggest problem with it is that no two setups are the same between students. No two students are the same. So whereas in person, a teacher could give judgment based off of like what type of student this is, how I need to deal with them. When it's high flex, part of that is left up to technology. And obviously, like technology doesn't do a good job of figuring things out that should be left to a teacher. Uh, so, I, I mean, the good thing, though, I would say that comes out of high flex is scheduling. That's like the number one thing people keep bringing up is scheduling, scheduling like, oh, I couldn't go today. I'm mostly an in-person person, but sometimes I couldn't go and then being able to be online but still participate in a small way is helpful so what is hyflex i don't know it's like a lot of things i guess it's it's new so it, it's kind of hard to say exactly what it is currently but i mean it's a lot of things so let me let me um get you to go a little further on that one sugar so mm -hmm. you um you entered this class a little bit late you wanted the permission code i remember and and 
so what were you expecting out of this experience? And I remember you were online in the very beginning, and then you were mostly in person until the very end. So can you talk about just beginning to end there? And then also like what the differences between the two were for you? Yeah. So in the very beginning, the reason for not coming in person was because I live quite far from the Oceanside campus, but all of my music class obligations are on this campus, right? They're not down to the one that's closer by me, San Alejo. So in the beginning of the semester for music courses, they, we don't have them. They like start like two weeks late for some reason. That's how they run it. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to drive up to Oceanside for one class on Tuesday, right? Uh, but then as soon as those started, I was like, well, they're back to back. I might as well start driving up so I can start like socializing with people and have like a, a school experience rather than just sitting at home all the time and then vaguely going to work like twice, three times a week. Uh, so that's through the bulk of the semester. I was in person and then closer to the end. It's the same thing. A lot of the classes tail off and then they're like, oh, we're no longer meeting. You've had your 14 required lessons. So then I started doing online. Uh, I was going to come today for the final, but they canceled our performance because of the rain. So I was like, oh, don't have to come. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, and so I think high flex for me, because I've had, I, I guess, a handful of both is in person. People are forced to socialize. I mean, they're, they're in person. You can't turn off your camera and go grab food or use the bathroom. You're right. in the room with other people they're going to look at you whether you like it or not. Like if you're just sitting in class and you make a noise, someone's going to look at you, right? In Zoom, you can mute, no camera, do everything. So HyFlex, I think has a, that's one of the negative aspects is that online, a lot of people, just, I mean, they do it because they don't want to do class realistically, right? <laughs> like they want to sit behind, they just want to like, you know, listen, they don't want to participate in any way. But in passive, person, you're forced. Kind of deal, right? Yeah, exactly. But in person, you're forced. So, I mean, it has its pluses and minuses, but you really never know if a student is uh, wanting to stay out of the learning experience because they're like having a bad day or they're just like tired or if it's because they're just lazy and they don't want to participate. So, I mean, as far as learning goes, it's all dependent on the teacher, but definitely in person is the way to go because it's it's so much more hands on. It really is. and and. And that doesn't even begin to like start to talk about like technical issues that you can have. Like I'm a tech guy. I couldn't figure out my microphone for this. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, there's a lot of negative aspects with the online that we're still getting used to. Whereas in person, it's like, we've been doing it since we were little kids. I mean, it's school. You come right. in class, you can sit down and shut up if you want, or you can sit down and talk, but it's in person. It's hard to like mess up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to balance out the conversation a little bit by just asking Danny, because you were online and what I saw, even when you were there, Mike, um, there was a lot of activity in the chat, which is a different dynamic and a different way of kind of participating and getting a word in um, edgewise it, it, as far as in the classroom space. So, Danny, what was it like in in the Zoom space kind of exclusively? Well, I realized that. Of course, my like job as a tutor is here to make like students feel comfortable in the space that is Zoom, but also help them in any way regarding like sociology, which is a topic I like tutor, of course. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I wasn't really expecting students to like private chat me whenever they had like issues with other students. Mm -hmm. For example, I tutor also in person 
And it was very different to like a student just being like, hey, can I talk to you after class? Like you would for a teacher. But here it was like private chatting and it was like a different space. And I'll be like, okay, well, shit, I'm not with Sean right now. I can't ask him, what do I do? I have to like ask you, private chat you and then get your information and then private chat them back and forth. And then I had to step up in certain places where it was in breakout rooms and a student be like, I don't feel comfortable or they're not participating and I'm doing everything by myself. And I have to be like, okay, well, shit, Sean is with other group. Let me handle it myself. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I thrive of online space. I think I had it like pretty handled um, just because I like my first year at Maricosta, I did all online courses and I got good grades and I was like, I got it. It's pretty handled. Yeah, there is technical like difficulties and I'm not a tech person like Mike. I am definitely the my Mac got like my Mac and my Internet should do it by itself. If not, I'll just email the teacher as a tutor. I feel like I had to like rely a lot more on like my like communication skills. Like if I didn't have a question or like I didn't have an answer, sorry, I had to like directly connect with Sean. So that was like I had to be like very like close to you in a sense so I could help other students, which it could be annoying and it like doubles the task for the teacher, I think. And one thing that I appreciate about you, Daddy, is that you're much like me. You're not afraid of confrontation. You actually embrace it, right? And so you're like, okay, get on task. Okay, we can't hear. Okay, you know, and and I love that because it's like, instead of just like waiting to see what happens, you're like, no, this, we need to fix this. So always appreciated that. <laughs> Danny, did you feel like your the role you ended up playing in this high flex situation is different than you've been asked to play in other like tutoring situations or in classrooms, like vastly different? Or do you feel like other than the technology, what I did with students is fairly much the same? Very different. Um, when I was in high school, I was a TA, uh, like a, uh, basically the same thing just for math courses. Yeah. It would be either math or art classes. And for those type of students, of course, like their role is just they're silent. And here's sociology, you have to talk. Mm. Um, and I really like enjoyed whenever I would be like in a breakout room and I would go hop on to see if like they were talking and they're doing their task and they'll be done like talking with their like own like group. And they'll be like, Danny, what do you think about this unit? And like, Mm. they were very like open to like my opinion, even though they don't even have to ask me, like my role there is just to help them if they have any questions, not to know about my opinion. Right. So it's really, it was really cute. That's why I was like, oh, like they're a good student. <laughs> Angel or uh, Connie, do you want to add anything? Yeah, actually. Um, so I will say that like the atmosphere of this class mixed with high flex in a very specific way. I've done a lot of high flex classes. I don't particularly enjoy them. Uh, it's difficult for me in a way that in person is a lot easier. But again, it's like person by person. A lot of people have a way better time online. Did but- you ever join on Zoom? I did not. Okay. That was a choice that I made because right. of my past experiences. Yeah. Pretty much every other high flex class I've been in has been very disconnected. Not many people talk in the chat. Not many people ask what's up. It's sort of like the in-person class is happening and you're observing. This was very different. And I think that was because of how you handled the class. And I thought it was really cool. I like sociology a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Angel? Well, in my opinion, I felt that the high flex was a very interesting case as this was our first time after COVID. And it was very frustrating for me specifically because I love being tech class. I love like 
cooperating with my classmates. It was like the best part of me going, uh, joining classes. But at the end of the year, you notice that I wasn't really showing up because either I'm sick or I have other things to do. I felt that, yeah, I was part of a class, but I wasn't able to communicate with my classmates as well as I was in class. And it was really interesting as to how that was wrong, because normally you would expect students to not talk like how a lot of us has been saying. And yet, once I entered here for the first time, I was like very surprised that a lot of us were chatting, making jokes, you allowing the jokes to happen, which was pretty interesting as to know that no other high school student, high school teachers would allow it, which is, it made my day of like, you know what, maybe college is like an interesting page because it's, it brings out new opportunities for uh, students and teachers alike to bring out something new that you didn't know in yourself. And that was like, best. that was for me, that was like the best part about HyFlex that just because I didn't like online then, who knows, maybe I like it now. And it just gives a lot of students opportunities to choose what their favorite thing is between you I can stay online and if you do, then I stay there because that's where you know you'll focus more. And if you like being in person, then that's their that's their choice. It just really brings a lot of happiness and openness to the students' choices to what they believe will help them move on in their life. So uh there's a couple things there. Sounds like a self-deprecating pedagogy. We need to, we need to <laughs> cultivate some resources around self-deprecation. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it, and I, I think it builds community. And I let I let them make fun of me as much as as much as we possibly can. Yes, <laughs> everyone's smiling in this room and in the room right now. So, Except for Danny. Danny's like, no, I mean it. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so so I want to kind of just paint a, a picture real quick and then ask everybody's opinion. When we first locked down, we were like eight weeks in the classroom with each other. And I don't know if your everybody's experience is the same, but I was eight weeks in the classroom with, with my students. And I feel like because of that, after spring break, when we went on to Zoom, we already had some relationships built. We already had some community going. We already had the routines of the class in mind. And so it worked like that second we got into Zoom, we were actually happy to see each other after two weeks of freaking out. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think there was something to that cross experience of in person and then online that really worked. I wonder, Angel, and maybe I could ask you first, do you feel like that was key in this? It was because you were here for a while in the classroom and then went online that it worked? Or do you feel like you could have been in your Zooms in here all the time and it would have been fine? Actually, it was that case for me, like the first day I built relationships with a couple of students, including the one that I see right in front of me on screen with you guys. It really brought like a lot of closeness, even though it wasn't right away. Staying in the classroom for a majority of the weeks, it really brought us closer in some aspects. And when we went to online, as to what I said, the previous question, I wasn't really afraid as to like I already know I rebuild relationships with them. Like we can have fun with each other. We can like get cracking down those questions that we need to answer, which is really great experience. Like I wasn't afraid to do anything. Yeah. I was out there, I was ready to participate. I wasn't I wasn't scared of um being alone or staying quiet in a little corner. Yeah, that's awesome. Mike, is that 
Yeah, sugar. Yeah, that's my that's my last name, and it's I go by that. Mike, Michael, any whatever you prefer. Cool. Uh, so yeah, no, I think that's definitely one of the biggest strengths of high flex is that you have the choice and should choose to see people in person because I I, I remember when we had that spring break. Every single class that we had after that, that was strictly Zoom, even though I have like a small circle of people in the music program, because like once you're on the track of music, you follow the same 10 people in every course after. Uh, Over time, you would see like in the Zoom classes, people would participate less, people would answer less questions, people stopped talking to each other. And it just got to the point where it was like, it was an online course live. (laughs) <laughs> like it, we completely lost any sense of, and then as soon as we got back in person, everything just reconnected. And then whenever we do anything on zoom due to whether it be like weather or one of our teachers is sick, that community that we still have is really nice. Cause it really, I mean, I am speaking obviously on my own behalf with music in particular, you, it's like a very group thing. You, you can do it alone, but it's a group thing. Obviously, with like math classes, sociology, those can be individual. But I really think the discourse in in and out of class is like the most. It's the most important aspect of the class. I mean, if you're just going to keep your ideas to yourself that you learn from your teacher and never apply them, you're taking the class either because you just have to as a GE or you don't care. I mean, uh, I but yeah, I definitely think the in-person communication and then going online that's one of the bigger strengths of having high flex as a choice yeah so i want to follow up with danny because danny was in my zoom class last semester and totally killed it was a fucking rock star in that class (laughs) and so you know and that's why i was like embedded tutor this is what she should be doing and ended up being my embedded tutor so it was great but uh, Danny, we had a different situation where we had never met in person, right? Like it was just Zoom. And then we met in person that first day of class for this HyFlex class. And I didn't even recognize you. I was like, you were like, where should I sit? I'm like, I've, I, don't, I don't have a seating chart, you know? And, and then I was like, oh, but then, you know, mask and all totally. of those kind of That's things. It. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. So what do you think about that? Because I feel like we, we kind of, establish a good instructor uh, student relationship and then embedded tutor instructor relationship, even though we've only met twice in person and and very briefly. Yeah. I think it's really, I find it really funny. I'm not going to lie. Of course, I really enjoyed your class, but it made me realize that I like, since I've been through Zoom, like from student to like embedded tutor, I can tell you like body language, like having your camera on, will always have an impact for all my classes. I try to be like the one person, even if I look the ugliest or like I just woke up, like I'll try to like put the effort of just turning on my camera because I know it's very important. It's not only important for the connection between the teacher and the student, but student to student. Um, if I have my camera on, most likely another student will have it on. And I've seen it happen um, multiple times. I think you're as a teacher yourself. I think you are very like loose i want to call it like funny like quirky would be like one of the words i would use like you allow students to feel comfortable around you to the point that they want to build a connection with you it's one of the reasons i chose to be your tutor since i had the option to either tutor like you or just be like a normal tutor for your class or just like be a normal tutor for whatever class that they assign you to and i felt like your connection with like students like 
make students want to take your class and enjoy and be participate. So I know it's like, I'm like kissing ass right now, but it's just like the truth of what, like I see other students. I, I, I could take it all day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. I've also tutored like for like other, like just strictly online, but it's like math courses or just completely different like art. And it's very individualistic. Um, teacher will give you a task. You do it. Um, if you have a question, you'll come up to me. You don't have to build a bond. You just, you get your answer. You're done. Get the task. That's it. I think, because I also want to be like, I don't want to fight with Mike, but I want to be like, well, if you want to build a friendship, you can. Because I made my, all my close friends, I made like my first year last year. Like I got to meet them online and I was like, hey, you're actually really cool. Um, we seen, I seen your camera like on and off sometimes. Can I get your phone number? Uh, let's hang out. I think you're cool. And then we will meet up and then we became friends. And there's that chance. You might have to be a little bit, extroverted because i feel like i wouldn't shut up in class so that was like one of the things too that like played into it and as like a teacher i feel like you're really cool and that like allows students to like feel comfortable and like flourish and ask questions to you i think actually i think mike would agree because i'll, I'll name we weren't going to name drop but i know that this student won't mind me name dropping and 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 you became friends with jake right can you talk about that connection a little bit mike yeah so we have this one kid in our class his name is jake uh from state farm even uh, and he uh day one he was like a super bubbly personality but he was only on zoom and then I remember we started talking and then I got his number and we started texting because I do some outside of school stuff that he was interested in. So I was like, okay, I'll tell him what it is. I have like a thing that I do. And he like went to it. And we, so we basically started hanging out and now we're homies. He's a pretty cool kid. And I feel like that's what's, what kind of sucks about high flex, but is also good. I really, that's the one thing that uh, I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but basically in person, when you're with people, it's so much easier to socialize and make friends. But when you're on zoom, you have to be like super eccentric. So <laughs> you have to be like above and beyond. And I would say Jake's like that. I would say I'm like that. I'm like resident most words per minute in this class. I would say, I think with comments, class clowning, whatever, uh, and you just have to be above and beyond to make those connections. But I think it's uh, it, it, it just sucks for the people who aren't so social that this option is here so that if they accidentally like push themselves into it, thinking like, oh, this is going to be great. I, you know, for mental health reasons, for other reasons, like just not having that social aspect, especially in the COVID times, like because me, super social person when COVID hit, destroyed, like 50% of my life career is just like, yeah. joking with people having fun hanging out socializing that's my thing so i mean i feel bad for both sides because i feel like you know the people who are super social have been dimmed out by covid and the people who aren't social are being even less social and maybe to like detriment of themselves yeah yeah so i want to i want to follow that just a little bit a colleague of mine we were talking we were like how would we do zoom how would we do in the classroom what would high flex be like and we stumbled upon this language of you have the roomies and you have the zoomies. Yeah. Right. And so, so Jake and Mike were roomies and zoomies that made friends 
is that super unique is that like the one like that's amazing no, that's that that story yeah um can some others of us like Connie, <laughs> did you have any connections with folks who are mostly on zoom that you could speak to maybe not individual names but just a moment like a particular class where you're like the zoomies are saying cool stuff i want to respond to that or write a notes about that or something i there's definitely been moments where i was like i'd love to like ask them for their contact info or something uh but in a classroom setting on zoom that is probably the most terrifying place for me to try to make friends yeah i have a lot of online friends i do not make them through zoom classrooms right <laughs> what about what about like just classroom activities so like you were set to you know kind of engage with something in class and if you're in the classroom were there ways for you to hear from folks in zoom that you, you can remember like a specific class session where that was a cool moment it was mostly zoomies and roomies yeah. kind of a divide yeah. was it mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i will say like it, we, we we both could hear each other we both talked yeah. um i feel like it was more integrated than a lot of classes yeah angel how about you did you have any any particular class that stands out to you this semester where you're like that cross current was cool or did it feel mostly like there was them and there was us um i mean i did have this one moment um in this class specifically with another girl uh, my classmate as soon as we were done taking uh, i believe a rat readiness assurance test oh, what the yeah, yeah. readiness yeah. assurance test <laughs> acronym but yeah go ahead go ahead she she had her dog in the lab and i was thinking how cute it is so i showed her mine oh. and we just started bonding then we started arguing like like mine's cuter no yours is cuter no mine is cuter <laughs> um it was a little it was, it was yeah. a little funny yeah and then with connie um we had a little moment that we found out that we both like this particular series book yeah and then like on that same day we sat next to each other and just started um just cooperating with each other like talking about like what stuff we liked um yeah like mythology was one that's why the Prince Jackson series we brought up. We just talked about like games and stuff, like the, what games he played, what games I played. It was, it was just fun. And then um, we didn't really, like, it wasn't like a, I wouldn't say like a friend thing, but it was just like a very, like a friendly um, classmate type thing. It yeah. was really fun on both sides. Yeah, I remember you and her exchanging books in class. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I, you know, th that was one of the um, things that I didn't maybe expect. Like, pre COVID, that wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even think about it really, you know, just be like, oh, that's nice. Right. But then I was like, oh, they're they're touching the same books. Yes. <laughs> and they're talking to each other real close. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not, right? I do. No, but everybody <laughs> here is safe. Are... We're all masked up right now. I know. I agree. Yeah, that, that was like the best part, like just remembering that um affectionness and closeness that you we used to have before COVID basically just attacked us basically yeah yeah definite need for that and this class was this class was kind of like a like a gentle reintroduction back into society because there was the other option and if someone was sick then they're zooming in so we did you know it wasn't 40 people stuffed in a room and we're you know really elbow to elbow with each other there was some space so that that part i appreciated too just you know having a family at home and stuff i i've always kind of worried about whatever I'm bringing in and all of us are going to school. So it's like, you know, you, the the likelihood is just so much higher when when everybody's in this public space. Yeah, totally. So 
Sean and I, we've been talking about this for a long time. One thing I know about Sean and his approach generally to teaching, but specifically for high flex, is that he's very humble and he wants to learn as much as he wants students to learn. And so I think the attitude that I hear you all describing about Sean is, so uh, uh, Danny, you said he's loose, right? But I, and I think behind that, it's, it's Sean's heart for, he wants to really collaborate. Like he wants to work with his students to make this new modality work well. So my question is, and we can talk about Sean specifically, but, but I wonder if we can imagine maybe the next high flex class you take, what do teachers really need to do to make this work? What is important uh, is like, so humor, we said like, you know, kind of personable, that's important. But what do you feel like, what else is really important for teachers to do to make this modality work? Where some students are zooming in, some students are in the room, it's highly flexible. Um, what are some qualities, some, some things that are important that you, you can just imagine, like if this, this teacher is like that in my next high flex class, that's a bonus, that's a good thing. That's a marker of a good high flex class. What comes to mind? Connie, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So um, I, 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 we read about this. Um, you like assigned us some piece of reading and I'm not remember, I don't remember what the title was. Bell Hooks, Engage Pedagogy. Yeah, that was the whole, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, yeah. So, um, and I feel like that's really important and I very much, I, I was having a good time reading that because I very much agree with it. And it's like, there's, you can't, you can't expect your students to get engaged and get personal without doing it yourself. Um, because if you're not willing to take the risk, it's, it's, it's kind of a marker. And so I feel like that drop of formality, at least a little bit, and like the more like personal connection, because learning is a very personal thing. Um, I feel like that's really important, especially if you have, if you have people on Zoom, because like, again, there is that, there is that like disconnect that, and it's important to try to close that gap a little bit. And again, engage, how do you say it again? Engage pedagogy, yeah, you yeah, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's important. And it's a good thing to be stoked about bell hooks. That's a good thing. That is. I appreciate it's it. It's good to be introduced to bell hooks early in your college career as yeah, well, I yeah. think. <laughs> I agree. Does anybody else want to add to that, uh, to Curry's question of like, what what would uh, it look like for this to go well with in another class? I, well, I have a question. It's pretty open-ended to go define going well, like a good learning experience, what I would personally want, like what would make an ideal classroom on just like a objective level or. That's great. I'm glad you asked that Mike. So let me kind of frame it this way. Sean and I, have kind of, we've mostly been focused on three things in this podcast series. One is class community. So like that's, a, that's something we strive for. We want our students to connect with each other, feel connected, feel like they belong. Another is seeing the assignments connect together, right? So doing one assignment leads to the next assignment. There's a clear logic between how le learning works. You feel like you can access, you access it, right? And then another one might just be the, the, the feedback you're getting from your professor. So how, when you do something, you know, like, oh, I have room to grow here or... I'm just laughing because you remember I gave you that feedback about the gay lions. That's all I yes. Mike. The, that that was so profound. Yeah. Yeah. Mike wrote a paper and I was like, you know, it's like gay lions, you know? And then yeah. didn't you say you were eating dinner and you're like, I don't Yeah, I read it like 20 times because I was like, oh, he's like trying to like get me to think. And then I was reading it. And after like the fifth time, I was like, what is what is he? on what's going on what does this mean but it made sense i explained it in class yes yes 100 no 100%. Um, you remember you remember do 
Remember the last feedback that I gave you on? Yes, it? you do. I shared that with a lot of friends that you do, in fact, read them. That was more directed at my classmates than you. Yeah. I know you. I know you read them. In the paper, Mike wrote, um, you know, said something, and then was like, just in case anybody actually reads this. Sure. And yeah. then I wrote in the feedback, I actually read these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I have an <laughs> answer to the question. So for all three of them, for the first one, building community, which I agree to me personally is my type top priority in a class because I feel like I learn better when I'm learning with other people, including the teacher. I mean, the teacher's learning about us as well. Uh, so number one thing I would say, the teacher forcing Zoom to be involved, not with each other, but with people in class. Because mm. the people in class already, it's just our human, they're more, they're forced to be more social rather than on Zoom. So if you put five Zoom people together, they're not likely to talk, but if you put three Zoom people with two people in the class who are, you know, face-to-face, -face, they can't just sit with each other during a group activity and be quiet because right. first off, Sean would see, and second off, that's really weird. <laughs> so I think definitely teachers getting Zoom involved with in-class activity people really helps moving it forward. And what was the second thing you said again? Uh, sorry, just learning the assignments, connecting so that learning is accessible and you understand yes. what learning the way you are. Yeah, so I definitely repetition legitimizes. I think having assignments that are built in the same way really helps because it gets to the point sometimes where it's, some people don't have time if they're not in class online to read through these assignments and read through all the procedures for every individual different assignment. So when we have similar activities like the RATS, the readiness, assuredness test, and things that are like repetitious, they're just like, this is activity number one of this type. This is activity number two of activity type X. So having less activity types and just more of them, as well as the semester goes on and as the class goes on, you get better at them. You understand the assignment more. You can spend less time thinking, what am I actually doing? And just actually getting into the material. Because, uh, I mean, part of that just comes with frustration of like, I don't want to spend 30 minutes figuring out how to do the assignment. I just want to get started. I want to do it. I want to spend more time with the material. So I think that as well, which Sean is doing really well. And then what was the third thing again? Sorry. Feedback, gay lions, that kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> feedback. Sean, Sean's doing an exemplary deal. That's, that's just on the teacher. You just have to do your job, I guess, and like read the assignment. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know what else to say. Like that's, that is completely on the teacher. I mean, you, I mean, some teachers you can tell when they're, they don't care. Cause like I'll write something that is completely outlandish just for the purpose of doing that. And the teacher will be like, wow, that was profound. You're so, wow, that's great. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't actually read what I wrote. Yeah. Uh, but Sean does, which is great. I'm excited for him to read my final paper, actually. <laughs> it's, my mag it's my magnum opus of the class. <laughs> is it about gay lions? No, but it is. It's, it. oh. it's, it's great. It's, though, it, it's got contradictions. It's, you're going to love it. No, All right. I like contradictions. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my feedback. Angel, what do you think? Well, basically, uh, Mike basically already says majority of what I want to say in some form of aspect, but it's the teacher's job is to teach students about whatever topic they're saying, but they also need to understand that we're kids. And just like how Professor Davis was, in my, in my eyes, reacting like if he was a kid, like he was cooperating with us, like if we're not, like we're adults, 
but we're young adults, so we're just he's like talking about stuff that happens in our lives that some professors wouldn't understand and they might get a little angry about or a little annoyed. But he brought that enjoyment to a classroom that I expected to be a little long and boring and not really enjoying and just don't care about the class. Yeah. But it, it was that's Mike, for me, that's the main topic is for teachers to bring life into the classrooms and not make and make it as fun and enjoyable as they can. That's awesome. Danny, do you have any thoughts around this? So like imagining that teacher, what's what, what they can bring? And you're kind of seeing it from that like yeah. assistant role, too, totally. right? With the, with the learning and the assignments and the community building. So you have a different lens, I feel like. I have. I definitely have like I. I love when teachers are like comfortable and like my favorite, one of my favorite teachers ever from like Maricosa is Sean Fitzeronian. He is a statistics yeah. teacher yeah. and I love him like with my whole heart. I think he's like one of the best teachers ever. Um, he like made me realize that like I have like, I, I, I could understand math. Like I wasn't like completely shit at it. And then of course I changed my major to math. Nice. Um, but he, yeah, like you are like humor, like it's just making students feel comfortable and letting them know that it's okay to fail. And then the thing is, it's about you getting up and understanding and like trying to understand multiple times, like whatever you're failing on. You're humorous. You like make the like you make a safe space where students aren't like there are not necessarily like doing like dark comedy almost but it's just like you can joke around and like with him with Sean he was just so passionate about math and like it was so contagious that like it got you to be like involved in math class because of course I had like my moments where it's my screen and then a bunch of black screens and then I'm like well hello and it's just like the echo like crickets I'm glad I'm glad it worked with you Danny because like Sean has been on the podcast and I've had many conversations with him and he tried to get excited, remember, about math with me. And yeah. he was so passionate. Yeah. And at the end, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to. No, I don't want to know. I love him with my whole heart. I'm like, oh, when yeah. he gets excited, I'm like, yes, I'm here for it. If I was a that. student in this class, I would love it. But as a colleague, I was like, wow, I'm glad you like this this much. <laughs> I really am. I We want you here. <laughs> Yeah. Sean Ferruzian. Yeah, I, I, I had him as well. And I just need to say his online course, the amount of hand typed and handwritten content in that course, he has a ghostwriter or something or he never sleeps because he like has like never sleeps. thousands of videos and lines. I took just the all online course and I was I was like, what is this? Khan Academy masterclass I'm taking right now. It's insane. The amount of effort he puts in compared to some of the other professors, like in high school and in college, it's insane. He like, he loves math. Yeah. It just crazy guy. I can't believe he's been on the podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah he has. Awesome. He has. I yeah, love that guy. <laughs> so I'm ready for a last question. Yeah. Okay. So kind of same question, but just flip. So if that, if we're imagining like, okay, I'm going to take another high flex class. This is what I want the teacher to do. What would you say about students? So you're going to be in another high flex class. What do your classmates need to do? What do you need to do to make that modality really work? Right. How can students prepare for and, and what should they do consistently to thrive in a high flex class? 
Connie, you want to go first? I was a bad student. So I. Oh, bad student. Yeah. What do you mean by bad student? I took on uh, too much uh, and it overwhelmed me. Yeah. And I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so students need to just in general or specifically for high flex, they need to like balance schedules and plan. I think, I think both. I think like, especially if you're doing zoom, it can be important because my experience with doing zoom, uh, if I, uh, it, it was hard to get myself to do it. I can, I can very easily like pick myself up and make myself go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but getting on zoom specifically, was just like, well, I could just kind of like turn it on and leave it in the background. <laughs> Wow. And yeah, I could just, college. I could just earlier, not yeah. come and it would have the same effect. I don't right. know why I need to turn it on and leave it on in the background. Yeah. But Other you've been in like person here yeah. and you were here always like 20, 30 minutes early. You were like, where are you I at, Sean? I love yeah. listening to you. I love sociology. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You I definitely you definitely opted for the in-person experience. I was so disappointed that I had jury duty. Oh, oh, jury duty. Oh, yeah. But that's we'll an excusable that thing. We're working that out. Yeah, no, that's yeah, an, it's excusable an excusable thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Class and it's totally. I have jury duty studying this. Oh, have fun. Yeah, thanks. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, anybody else? So maybe, maybe Angel, what, what would you say uh, students need to know to be successful in this modality or things they should, you know, really consider before taking on a high flex class? Well, I would say that they shouldn't expect an easy way out because it's not. It's the same thing if if you were choosing to be in class. It's everyone's the same. The assignments are the same. The tests are the same. You just can't be lazy about it. And if you do say a student chooses to do all of his classes or her classes as high flex classes, you have to realize that you're taking quite a load in my eyes because if um say you go inside class and then your teacher if you if you do like online majority of his or her classes and one of the classes you you're being in person they're going to expect you to be online they're not going to expect you to be in person and yet when you're there it like kind of like how professor davis had like a little situation today of how like some students he thought were being in class today were actually online or were attending and kind of confused him a little bit when we're taking the exam. Mm -hmm. Like they they need to know what what your main area is going to be, so they can strategize on what like what students are going to be where, and not have this time figuring out. Yeah, you're figuring out where to place the students to do something like for an activity or an exam or a final whatever. You're right. You're right, Angel. We did have a couple of those moments, and I feel like. Um, you know, this being a pilot and the first time doing it, my hope would be I would be able to facilitate and organize those in a in, in a a better way that it would be more seamless, like whichever way that you end up um, attending. But yeah, so when I'm trying to get groups together, some people were here, some people were there, yeah. some people, you know, so yeah, it was a, a little bit of a juggling act. But I, I do appreciate that feedback in particular, because that helps me on the technical side of things yeah. of like, how I'm looking at approaching. Um, yeah, because that just increases time for you to teach us about what we need to know before we leave this course. Absolutely. And that that will help everyone if everyone can just finalize where they're going to be rather than like switch off, off, off and on. If you're sick or you can't make it for like a, very, like a family reason, we understand. Awesome. But for every other time, you need, like, you need to know, you need to let your professors know ahead of time where you're going to be so they can they can figure out how many students are going to be with them 
in person. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And something we've talked about a lot, the the flexibility in high flex isn't like I don't feel like coming to class today. It's an intentional flexibility. It's right. it's structured into the course. So Angel, what you're saying is like students should have that plan. Like this week I'm in class for these reasons. And then I'll know by Sunday if I'm in class or on Zoom for these reasons. If it's if it's an accident or something, that's a, that that can be accommodated by the this modality easily. Right, but we right. talk about it's not an accommodation; right. it's a choice, exactly. right? And it's, it's the way that it's structured as opposed to like, oh, I'm just going to zoom to like I'm I'm to be accommodated in this situation that I have. I'm going to be in Zoom or I'm going to be asynchronous. No, that's just that's just the way of doing the class the way you need to do it, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so for that choice to be made known and for students to share that choice, that's helpful on all sides, right? So that's a great point. Thank you for that, Angel. That's awesome. Welcome. And, and maybe Mike, because I want to end with the tutor when we're talking about the things that students should uh, should do, not do, and and, yeah. and things like that going into high flex. So, Mike, what what would you tell students? Yeah, I mean. I really, I guess it depends on, because every student takes these courses, like this course in particular, high flex, it's a different story, but this course in particular, I mean, with certain classes, they're taking them only as GE. So some people just don't care and they just want to get through the class. So they use high flex as like, oh, this fits into my schedule so I can come this day or I'll just go online or they just do opt for like a completely online course or they took high flex because online filled up. All those things happen, right? So I guess like the success of the student kind of depends on what the student's goals are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm definitely on a personal level. So for in person as much as possible, learning with other people, because I mean, that's just I'm I learn better that way. Re just reading stuff and like having to digest it and like think about it myself that, you know, it takes a lot more energy than discussing it with other people, getting their opinions. And stuff. So, yeah, the success of the student, I think it just really depends on because everyone is so different and everyone, what everyone needs out of education and what their goals are with school in general are just so different. So for high flex to be successful, I mean, it's, it's completely dependent on how the teacher even teaches high flex. I mean, Sean's been doing high flex as long as I've been doing high flex. Yeah. Same with, <laughs> I assume everyone here yeah. and with all my other teachers. So it's like, we're all just as educated as each other. I mean, as time goes on, if this stays around, which I, I assume it will, yeah. it, it's just going to get better, I hope. But yeah, it's just, it's completely dependent on the teacher, on the student and what their goals are. I mean, it's case by case. Yeah, yeah. But as a general rule of thumb, I mean, participating, wanting to learn, simple things like that come up, uh, you know, that obviously makes the learning experience better is when you want to learn, you want to participate, you're interested, you know. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Danny. Just because of my background and who I am, like personally, I feel like uh, student success, the majority of time, it depends on how motivated the student is to succeed. Um, if you're willing to put the effort, it will show. If you aren't, it will show, regardless of where the, if it's online, high flex, or just in person in general. Either you fail in person or you fail online, it's the same thing, grading wise. So I do agree with Angel. It's like the same material, it's just whether, how are you able to apply it? Or if you're one of the students who just thrives off being connected with other students and you feel more comfortable asking questions in person rather than online, or if you rather private chat the teacher and ask her a question in our like 
in-person hours, just it depends. Um, for high flex, what I realized as an embedded tutor, it's you have to smile more and make students feel comfortable, make them feel like they it's okay to like ask questions as a tutor. And then technology wise is I feel like almost every student should have be able to like be heard from the mic if it's high flex. I realized that there was a big issue where in Zoom students felt at the beginning that they weren't a part of the class because they couldn't hear the other students participate. So I could see it and I could just feel it myself because I'm like, I have no idea what the hell this student is saying, but I, I just hear clapping. So yeah. I'm saying something great. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's like, it's something that we don't have control on. It's whether Miracosta has the ability to actually do something about it, which I just want to put on the, in, on the record, of course. Yeah, sure. um, I, for, it's of course different for different teachers. You just have to like, the teacher has to like make their personality be like shown of who they are. Basically I'd had like very strict and very like dry uh, teachers, but I still got a good grade in the class. And as long as they get the teacher gave the effort and communicated well, it's a piece of cake, really, mm-hmm. at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the part of I want to make friends. I want to build connections, network. That's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. That is you have to work harder if you want to do it online. Mm-hmm. I think I want to take Danny's class one day. I know. Yeah. No, you want to be in it? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be working right alongside us soon enough. Yeah. Oh, you all were so great. Yeah. I think that this out of the 10 episodes that we've done, 11 now, yeah. this will be the one people want to listen to sure. because it has the student voices, it has the embedded tutor's voice, and it actually gives us a fucking clue about what the <laughs> fuck high flex is. Nice. <laughs> yep. We've been asking that since the beginning. What the fuck is high flex? You all answered it. You all did it. And I like what Mike said that, you know, you've been doing, I've been doing it as long as you have, we've been learning this together. And, you know, just to start from the beginning of something is always so special. So I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Um, and anything you want to add, Curry? No, I was going to say high flex is, a choice. Mm-hmm. It's community. Mm-hmm. It's shitty microphones in a room. Yep. Absolutely. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> and then it's what you make it. That's kind of what I'm hearing too on yep. all our sides, right? Teacher and student. So that's cool. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Good to meet you all. Thanks, everybody. This Safe Topics miniseries is produced and edited by Kelly Barnett, who also created the theme music. James Garcia handles our social media and outreach. Follow us on Instagram at safetopics underscore podcasts. Please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.